Welcome to Addressing Alaskans, where we feature community conversations around South Central Alaska. Join us on Alaska Public Media as we travel throughout our community and listen to local groups discuss what matters to them. Good afternoon, I'm Ammon Swenson. Today's episode features the Anchorage Economic Development Corporation's three-year outlook. After COVID-19 severely damaged Anchorage's already recovering economy, problems persist, but the AEDC says there are reasons to be optimistic. This event was recorded on August 4th. Reports and video of the event can be found on the Addressing Alaskans page on alaskapublic.org. AEDC President and CEO Bill Pop speaks next. Hello, and welcome to the AEDC three-year outlook luncheon. I'd like to invite everyone to get settled in so that we can get started in just a couple of minutes. We'll be doing a Q&A session at the end of today's show, so please submit your questions as we go. Do so using the Zoom Q&A feature. So we are thrilled to present our second virtual three-year outlook luncheon brought to you in partnership with Alaska Public Media, powered by GCI. Now we miss seeing all of you and hope you'll join us in person at the Denina Center on January 26th for our 2022 Economic Forecast Luncheon. We'd now like to take a moment to acknowledge the Denina and uh, the native village of Eklutna for their past and present and future stewardship of their traditional homeland, which covers the municipality of Anchorage. Thank you for joining us. We have a wide-ranging program planned for you today and hope you'll find value in the information and perspectives we will share. And now it is my great pleasure to open the event by introducing the chair of the Anchorage Economic Development Corporation Board of Directors, Northrim Bank Executive Vice President and Senior Lending Officer, Mr. Mike Houston. Thanks, Bill. And thanks to all of you for joining our virtual three-year Economic Outlook Luncheon. We very much appreciate your support as we gather in this format again, and look forward to seeing you in person at our next event in January. Before we dive into the economic data, I want to provide some highlights of what our AEDC board and staff have been focused on so far in 2021. Building on the success of our January forecast luncheon, our staff created a series of economic forecast videos highlighting key industry sectors and trends. These 11 videos earned close to 1,500 YouTube views and nearly 7,000 impressions on LinkedIn. We supported the Mayor's Economic Resiliency Task Force and chaired or staffed several working groups comprised of local business, industry, and nonprofit leaders. These leaders set into motion the creation of the Roadmap to a Vital and Safe Anchorage, or RVSA, of which AEDC is a leadership team member. We continue to provide technical support for outside businesses and investment firms evaluating Anchorage for potential new investments, as well as local businesses looking to grow their workforce. A recent example was to assist FedEx with an addition of an overnight shift of 230 new employees. Outreach performed by AEDC through emails and social media posts were read by nearly 2,400 members of the business community, resulting in 300 clicks on a job posting link. Sticking with workforce, we developed AnchorageJobFinder.com, which is a searchable database of all the jobs posted in Anchorage in the state, sorted by industry and skill level. We just completed a comprehensive retiree survey, focusing on providing critical insights into the needs of Anchorage retirees to better inform policy and project planning in order to retain a higher number of retirees as residents. And we are currently facilitating a very exciting project dubbed AK Speed. AEDC was contracted by Ted Stevens Anchorage International Airport to research the feasibility of a 10 to 20 day air sea land logistics product that would fly cargo from Asia to Anchorage, transfer to southbound cargo ships landing in Tacoma, and deliver by truck to the final destination. Besides significant cost savings compared to air cargo and time savings compared to container ships, this supply chain collaboration could result in higher tonnage at the airport and Port of Alaska, creating significant new jobs and potentially decreasing shipping rates for northbound container cargo. Our target completion for research and proof of concept is early this fall. Our board continued its work to address needed enhancements to financing tools and incentives for project development and adopted a position statement advocating for a balanced approach to solving the state fiscal crisis, which was then delivered by Bill Pop during his testimony at the Alaska House Ways and Means Committee in April. Finally, I want to thank you for your continued support of AEDC. We've added nine new members this year who join over 200 existing businesses that are working together to grow a prosperous, sustainable, and diverse economy. 
And now it's my pleasure to introduce Mr. Mike Robbins, Executive Director of the Anchorage Community Development Authority. Mr. Robbins is speaking on behalf of Anchorage Mayor Dave Bronson, who, due to unforeseen circumstances, was called away for a meeting of Alaska mayors today in Fairbanks. Please welcome Mike Robbins to share the Bronson administration's initial priorities for the Anchorage economy. Thank you, Mike, and uh, thank you, Bill. And I want to say thank you to all the sponsors of today's event. Uh, and, and before we start, I just want to say to my staff who's watching back at the office that you need to save me a cookie because I understand there was dessert in that bag. So I, uh, on behalf of Mayor Bronson, I want to say uh, thank you for attending uh, today's AADC luncheon. And, and I, want to, I want to deliver a message from the mayor to all of the Anchorage business community. Uh, and that message is that Anchorage is open for business. Uh, mayor Bronson, uh, on my first visit to the mayor's office, uh, as we were looking out the windows on the, at the office on the eighth floor, he, 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 he pointed to the window and he said, what's missing? And I said, well, I don't, I don't know. It's the, the, the view of the ocean is beautiful. I can see the mountains. I said, it's a little cloudy so we could have more sun. And Mayor Bronson said, no, what's missing is more cranes. I want to see more cranes. I want to see more construction. I want to see more activity happening downtown and throughout the entire city. And so the overarching message that I want to deliver from the mayor's office for you today on behalf of Mayor Bronson is that Anchorage is open for business. Uh, the mayor's office and Mayor Bronson never again wants to hear uh, that Anchorage is a difficult place uh, to do business. It is the mayor's goal and, and the goal of the staff and the executive team uh, that Anchorage become a business-friendly business uh, environment. And to that end, uh, the staff is working very hard, even though it's been under 30 days, to begin to streamline and uh, overhaul all of the procedures um, that, that affect businesses in Anchorage. Since taking office, uh, less than 30 days ago, uh, one of the amazing things that's happened uh, is that the mayor has had an opportunity to speak with hundreds of business people uh, who've been coming to visit him and talking about all sorts of projects. In fact, I believe that currently there's discussions uh, taking place for over $300 million uh, in investment in Anchorage, which represents jobs, represents opportunity, uh, for our local entrepreneurs. I think it's important to note that currently the city is involved in the Block 41 project, uh, helping with the redevelopment of that area downtown, talking about a public-private parking garage there uh, that could aid in the development of Block 41. Uh, also working on uh, other projects downtown. Uh, I know that, that there's been discussion of two new hotels that are going to be built and multiple projects that have been either on the drawing board or not on the drawing board uh, because of, uh, of the difficulty in doing business in Anchorage. So again, what the message that we want to deliver uh, from the mayor's office is that Anchorage is open for business. If you felt like uh, you needed a friend in City Hall, uh, you have a friend in Mayor Bronson, and, and Mayor Bronson wants you to, to know that. He would have been here today himself to deliver the message, but uh, he was called away to, to Fairbanks to a meeting of mayors. Uh, mayor Bronson is working to build a coalition uh, of Alaska mayors, uh, to secure the funding uh, and the resources necessary to finally get the Port of Anchorage uh, rebuilt and upgraded, which is vital to the infrastructure, not only in Anchorage, but vital to the entire state. And he's performing a function that, that is vital to all of us uh, on this, uh, at this event, and that is that he, he wants to bring together uh, all of the mayors of the state under a common cause, which is making sure that we have food security and energy security for decades to come by repairing and improving the port uh, of Anchorage. In addition to that, the mayor has uh, instructed ACDA to uh, continue to focus its efforts and energies on the downtown corridor and in making sure that we develop and take advantage of all of the opportunities we have downtown. And it, he's also asked us to take a look at uh, projects in other areas of the city as well and not just focus on downtown, but realize that Anchorage is from Girdwood to Birchwood and make sure that we're taking advantage of all the opportunities that exist for us today. The city is looking at ways that it can expand its investment support, not only in the downtown corridor, but also um, across the entire city through tax incentives and other support that we'll be talking about later. So in closing, uh, what I'd like to do is I'd, I'd just like to share a bit of news with you that we haven't talked about 
anywhere else. It's something that just came in, and I, I put my glasses on because I want to be sure I get this right. But you know, um, what's happened the last 18 months to our business community has been somewhat surreal. And I want to applaud the efforts of everyone at this event uh, for hanging in there and for learning how to do business in a new environment. And, and I think today we have an indicator that, that Anchorage is open for business. And, and yesterday we received the Q2 uh, tax report uh, for our bed tax, which is our tourists, our people who come to town and, and they rent VRBOs or they rent bed and breakfasts or they rent a hotel room. And, and I'm pleased to say that our bed tax uh, collected year over year uh, is up 179% over last year. That's a dramatic increase. And not only is it a dramatic increase over last year, but it's also a huge increase uh, and it puts us within a stone's throw of post-COVID levels. Anchorage is open for business and, and believe, I believe that the tourists are coming back and so does the rest of the city. And I also just want to say that, that the real encouraging part of this is that Q2 is not our biggest quarter. Q3 is our biggest quarter. So while we're cautious, we're optimistic and we believe that Q3 numbers will show an, an ever-increasing growth. So I just want to say on behalf of Mayor Bronson, thank you very much for allowing me to address you. Uh, and I want to remind you that Anchorage is open for business. If you need uh, assistance, uh, you have a friend in the mayor's office. Thank you. You're listening to Addressing Alaskans on Alaska Public Media. Today's episode is the Anchorage Economic Development Corporation's three-year outlook. Reports and video of the event can be found on the Addressing Alaskans page on alaskapublic.org. Ladies and gentlemen, let's now take a look at where our economy is today and where it is headed with the presentation of the AEDC 2021 three-year outlook. Coming off of the disastrous year of COVID-19 pandemic in 2020, we are now entering into a prolonged period of economic recovery. We will not bounce back to where we were in 2019 overnight. We face many unexpected consequences of the pandemic, such as the sharp labor force shortages, in a broad range of jobs and skills, the, challenging, the, the changing model of where people work and how that will affect businesses and landlords, to issues like spiking building material costs and global supply shortages. Today's presentation will seek to shed light on many of the challenges and opportunities that AEDC is observing taking place both in Anchorage and globally that will influence our city's future in the coming years. So let's begin. We have a lot to talk about today. First, a recap of one of AEDC's special projects. Next, I will present the current data that tells us where the Anchorage economy stands today with a focus on jobs and employers' demand for workers. I will highlight our latest survey of consumer optimism, a critical element for setting the direction our economy is headed. And finally, I will present the AEDC three-year outlook for the Anchorage economy. I'm now highlighting the Community Living Survey of Older Anchorage Residents, generously sponsored by Providence Health and Services, Alaska, Cook Inlet Housing Authority, and AARP Alaska. The research project was performed by McKinley Research Group, LLC, and is a survey of 300 Anchorage citizens ages 55 to 75 to gauge how well our city is responding to the needs of older Anchorage citizens, with a focus on identifying issues that drive our seniors to leave our city. This information is important because we love, value, and honor our seniors. It is also important because of the value our seniors represent in the contributions they are making to the economy in their retirement. Now, while not surprising, the results of the survey are sobering. Nearly two out of five seniors surveyed responded that they are likely or very likely to leave Anchorage when retired. Factors like cost of living, weather, public safety, Proximity to family and property taxes were some of the most important reasons given for why they are likely to leave our city. There are a number of other findings in the report that touch on the types and kinds of housing they would like to have, where they would like to live in our city, services that they want, quality of health care, and other needs that should be considered as opportunities to help encourage more of our older citizens to choose to stay in our city in retirement. 
Our city is diminished in its vibrancy, sense of community and economic success with each senior we lose to the lower 48. Anchorage needs to find ways to meet more of the needs of our older population. Our economy and our community will be better as a result. And now let's look at the Anchorage, how the Anchorage economy is doing so far in 2021. The 2021 Mid-Year Jobs Update is made possible by the sponsorship of Alaska Executive Search and First National Bank Alaska, sponsors of the AEDC Monthly Employment Report that is available to everyone at no cost, 10 months a year on AEDCweb.com. So how is the Anchorage economy and jobs market doing so far in 2021? Let's look at what the numbers tell us so far. For context, let's first look at, what, at what's happened to the Anchorage economy since we saw the last peak in total jobs in 2015 that reached an all-time record of 156,000 jobs in our city. Following that record high employment year, Anchorage entered into a period of recession from 2016 to 2019, in which our city lost 6,000 jobs. Then the COVID-19 pandemic hit Anchorage in 2020, and our city lost another 12,300 jobs in just one year. The worst of the damage was done in the first half of 2020, with over 21,000 workers out of work in May of that year. Now, we did see job losses begin to ease in the second half of the year, but 2020 was an incredibly hard year for the Anchorage economy. Now we face the long and hard task of recovering 18,300 jobs to get us back to the job numbers last seen in 2015. So how is that journey going so far? Well, let's turn to jobs next to understand where our economy is today. So far, 2021 is headed in the right direction. We began the year down 11,300 jobs in the first quarter compared to the first quarter of 2020. Second quarter saw a big turnaround and was up 8,200 jobs compared to the same quarter in 2020. The unemployment rolls have declined significantly since last year. As of June, workers on state unemployment assistance have dropped to just over 7,800 workers, down from nearly 21,000 a year ago. And workers receiving pandemic unemployment assistance, or PUA, dropped to 2,300, down by half from levels seen in January, and will zero out soon with the discontinuation of the program by the state of Alaska. Year to date, Anchorage is down an average of 1,600 jobs in the first six months, and will likely cross over into positive growth in the third quarter. Now let's look at the preliminary job numbers for June to give you a sense of where that growth is taking place. Leisure and hospitality, the tourism sector saw outstanding growth, adding 3,700 jobs. Hotels, restaurants, and tourism businesses saw a solid set of gains thanks to a surge of local consumers and a bigger-than-expected influx of independent travelers to our city this summer. Transportation also saw great gains thanks mostly to a resurgence of passenger flight operations and the ongoing boom in cargo flights at Anchorage International Airport. Retail is up 900 jobs thanks to the broader reopening of the economy this spring. Healthcare is up 800 jobs with the recent uptick in elective procedures at local hospitals and clinics following the loosening of COVID-19 restrictions this spring. Professional and business services is seeing a rebound with a recent in increase in activities in the court system benefiting the legal sector combined with an uptick in projects for architecture, engineering and project management companies. Construction remains flat with modest levels of construction projects active in Anchorage. Anchorage oil and gas jobs remain down as the industry statewide remains at low levels of activity to date in 2021. Overall, this is a pretty good picture of job recovery in Anchorage so far this year. So how is demand for workers shaping up so far this year? The next report we will examine is the results of the AEDC 2021 second quarter real-time jobs intelligence report generously sponsored by our good friends at KeyBank. Using the proprietary Jobs EQ research tool, data is gathered from online job postings on employer websites and job posting sites. Jobs EQ then scrubs the data for duplicates and provides the details presented in today's report. In the second quarter, nearly 3,000 employers posted nearly 16,600 jobs in Anchorage. These postings represent hundreds of occupations, diverse skill sets, certifications, and abilities in demand. So what were the jobs most in demand in the second quarter? Surprising to many, the most in demand job was for registered nurses with over 800 ads posted in the second quarter. 
Service sector jobs made up most of the top 10 list. Retail led this demand, with restaurant jobs also in high demand. On the skilled jobs front, software developers saw higher demand, as did licensed big rig truck drivers. Now let's look at which employers were doing all this hiring. Healthcare providers accounted for half of the top 10 employers list of businesses posting jobs in the second quarter. The labor force shortages are particularly pronounced in the healthcare sector. The Anchorage School District was also a major job poster as it ramped up for summer school and the upcoming fall semester. The municipality of Anchorage and the state of Alaska rounded out the top 10 companies posting the most jobs. Let's now dig a little, uh, dig a little into how strong this job demand is compared to 2020. Comparing second quarter 21 to the same quarter in 2020, total job postings are up 16%. This increase is a result in no small part to the lifting of COVID restrictions, which sparked a surge in hiring by employers, many of whom would have been normally hiring in late 2020 or earlier in 2021, which has contributed to the tight labor market employers are facing today. Everyone is trying to hire at the same time. Looking at individual jobs, demand for most of the top jobs were up by 20 to nearly 40% over the last year. Now let's turn to our next measure of the current economic situation, the Anchorage Consumer Optimism Index. This survey of nearly 600 Anchorage citizens is performed by Alaska Survey Research and uses the Northern Economics Alaska Consumer Optimism Index survey tool. The survey uses a scale of 1 to 100 with scores below 50 leaning not optimistic and scores over 50 leaning optimistic. AEDC views a score between 45 and 55 as basically saying we're not sure. The second quarter score stands at 54.4, up a significant 5.4 points and right on the edge of the more optimistic range of the scale. This is a significant improvement over the first quarter score and the highest score we have seen the index at since the fourth quarter of 2019. Let's now look at the three elements that make up the survey score. Confidence in the local economy improved 6.5 points and reached 49.8 and is no longer in negative territory. Personal financial confidence improved by 2.9 points and is now solidly optimistic at 62.8. Future expectations improved by 6.2 points, reaching 52.6 and showing growing consumer optimism about the future. We are hopeful these important measures will continue to trend upward in the future. Now that wraps up our look at the current situation in the Anchorage economy so far in 2021. Now it's time to take a look into the future. It is now my pleasure to present the AEDC three-year outlook for the Anchorage economy. For the next several minutes, we will dive into several aspects of key drivers of the Anchorage economy in order to give you perspective on the direction of the economy in the coming three years. So let's begin. Compiled by the amazing team at McKinley Research and generously sponsored by Northern Air Cargo and North Rim Bank, the 2021 AEDC three-year outlook is one of our organization's most read reports. Let's begin by taking a look at Anchorage's population data. Anchorage's population peaked in 2013 at just over 301,000 citizens and has been in decline ever since, dropping by 12,000 citizens in just seven years losing nearly 3,500 citizens from 2019 to 2020, a 1.2% drop in just one year. Now, between now and 2024, AEDC projects that our city's population will lose another 3,100 citizens at just over 285,000 people. Now, why is this so important? Part of the labor shortages we have been dealing with for the last several years, especially this year, will become worse in the coming years if the trend continues. We have a growing out migration of working age adults, and this is a drag on our economy that must be addressed. We must better understand the reasons why our working age population is declining and act to correct the problems that we can correct as quickly as we can. Companies seeking new cities and regions to make their next investments in are chasing available pools of skilled and semi-skilled workforce as it's the top factor for deciding where to make an investment according to a recent national survey of senior executives done by Site Selection Magazine. Low taxes, good infrastructure, and other factors still play into the investment decision process. The number one factor that overrides all others, though, is the ability of finding needed workforce. Anchorage must 
turn the out-migration trend around if we soon, if we are to successfully compete in the future for new investments in our economy. You're listening to Addressing Alaskans on Alaska Public Media. Today's episode is the Anchorage Economic Development Corporation's three-year outlook. Reports and video of the event can be found on the Addressing Alaskans page on alaskapublic.org. Now let's turn to personal income, a key measure for the wealth of our community, a foundational element of the Anchorage economy. First, it is important to note that personal income actually rose in 2020. This was due to a strong stock market and the large amounts of federal support provided through pandemic unemployment assistance, the PPP program for businesses, business support grants, and a number of other federal programs that transferred significant capital into the Anchorage economy. Much of this support has now ended, and we expect 2021 to be flat compared to 2020. Our forecast for the next three years sees wage inflation and economic growth as the key drivers of personal income, which AEDC forecasts will rise by $1.2 billion through 2024. Now, this is a positive trend for the Anchorage economy, as increased personal wealth should translate into more spending and more jobs created in our consumer-based economy. As our largest economic sector, transportation is a key part of the Anchorage economy, and the Ted Stevens Anchorage International Airport holds a dominant position as a driver of the transportation sector. But it is important to note that Anchorage International Airport is, in a way, two airports, the passenger airport and the cargo airport. Our report today will look first at the passenger side and then the cargo side. Passenger operations at Anchorage International Airport saw record high passenger numbers in 2019 at nearly 5.8 million passengers getting on or off airplanes that year. This record high volume has driven to, was driven to a great degree by the tourism sector, with a big part of that coming from cruise ship passengers. 2020 saw the collapse of the tourism season in Anchorage in Alaska due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Passenger volumes plummeted to 4.1 million passengers last year. Year-to-date, in 2021, Anchorage International Airport passenger operations are seeing some solid recovery numbers. AEDC projects passenger counts will be up by half a million this year and will grow by another 600,000 over the next three years to 5.2 million passengers in 2024. Still below the 2019 record, but solid growth just the same. Now let's turn to air cargo operations. 2020 was a record year for cargo tonnage transiting Anchorage International Airport. As a key hub for air cargo traveling from Asia to North America, Anchorage International Airport saw tonnage increase to nearly 3.5 million tons in 2020. Anchorage International is now recognized as the fourth busiest air cargo airport on the planet. For context, Hong Kong is number one, Memphis number two, Shanghai number three, Anchorage number four, and Incheon, South Korea number five. AEDC forecasts that tonnage totals will increase by 610,000 tons between now and 2024. This is a great outlook for jobs in the Anchorage economy. Additional good news is found in the number of new warehouse facilities proposed for construction at Anchorage International. If all these facilities are built in the coming years as proposed, this will add thousands of jobs to the Anchorage economy. Now, at this time, it appears that at least two of the five proposed facilities should begin construction in the next couple of years. As a key job driver, cargo operations at Anchorage International Airport appear to have a very bright future that will bring great benefit to Anchorage in the coming years. Now, another key contributor to the transportation sector is the Port of Alaska. Total tonnage at the Port of Alaska increased in 2020 due to the significant increase in jet fuel deliveries at the port in support of the increased air cargo traffic at Anchorage International Airport. Otherwise, tonnage from vans and containers was down by 1% in 2020, and other goods were down by 18%. AEDC forecasts the total tonnage transiting the Port of Alaska will increase by 400,000 tons by 2024. 
jet fuel will drive a lot of this increase. Building permits issued by the municipality of Anchorage are a measure of potential future construction activity in the city. Following an uptick in construction permitting in 2020 due mainly to government projects focused on earthquake recovery efforts related to the December 2018 earthquake, AEDC expects 2021 permit values to be down with an outlook for flat permitting over the next three years through 2024. While building permits for single-family homes are up modestly, High building material costs and tight labor supply in 2021 are constraining developers from building more homes to meet the hot demand. AEDC is projecting a slight decline in the number of single-family homes that will be built in Anchorage in 2021. Now, this is a trend of low construction numbers in Anchorage that began in 2015 and may continue in 2022 if material costs remain high and workers continue to be in short supply. Now, related to building permit values is the Anchorage housing market. Let's first look at the strength of the single-family home marketplace. The average sale price of a single-family uh, home in Anchorage is an indicator of market demand, and demand is very hot right now. Both sale price and total sales are up substantially in 2020 and 2021. AEDC is forecasting the average price for a home sold in Anchorage in 2021 will reach $425,000, an increase of $28,000 over 2020. Meanwhile, the average number of homes for sale in the first six months of 2021 stands at 316 a month, down from 580 a month at this time in 2020. That represents a nearly 46% drop in the average number of homes for sale in just one year. Total sales are also up uh, year to date in 2021 by 30% over 2020. 1,565 homes have been sold so far in Anchorage during the first six months of 2021 compared to 1,202 in 2020 for the same time period. So demand is high, inventory is down, new construction is low, and prices are rising rapidly. Anchorage is a seller's market in 2021 and will likely continue to be a seller's market in 2022. Well, does this mean that more people are going to be moving to the Valley to find cheaper homes? Not as many as there used to be. The Valley housing market continues to be driven by Anchorage uh, buyers moving to the Valley, by no doubt. But demand is declining in the Valley, with 139 less homes being built in 2020 compared to 2019. In fact, 2020 total completions are down 337 from the recent construction peak in 2017. The last census data for the Valley showed its first flat population growth year in over a decade. Ultimately, Anchorage's housing situation will need to be addressed in multiple ways. Strategies for redeveloping ob obsolete existing homes, new developments in downtown in the UMED district, and other strategies will all need to be on the table to assure Anchorage can continue to grow and prosper in the future. Housing will be a key element in our city's ability to grow, attract, and retain workforce in the coming decade. Let's now turn to the latest data for bed tax and vehicle rental tax collections. AEDC tracks these metrics as a way to monitor the health and direction of the tourism sector. Anchorage bed tax and vehicle rental tax revenues dropped $16.1 million from 2019 to 2020 due to the collapse of the tourism season caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. Mid-year results for the metric are demonstrating a big turnaround for Anchorage tourism for the Anchorage tourism sector. AEDC is estimating total revenues for bed and vehicle taxes at the end of 2021 will be up $13.8 million. This is great news for Anchorage and shows a strong surge of independent travelers coming to our city this summer. And this bodes well for next year's tourism season when hundreds of thousands of cruise ship passengers are expected to return to our city. Oil and gas is a pillar of the Anchorage and Alaska economy. Even though Anchorage oil and gas jobs totaled just over 2,000, the industry is one of Anchorage's top five industry sectors as measured by GDP. And our city is home to thousands of oil and gas workers who work outside of Anchorage but deposit and spend their paychecks in our economy. It is always important for all of us to understand how the oil and gas sector is doing and what its outlook is for the future. Let's look at the price of a barrel of North Slope crude oil and the three-year forecast for future prices. 
The chart displayed shows the 2009 through 2020 price history of a barrel of oil of North Slope crude oil in blue, with AEDC's forecast in maroon. In general, AEDC is forecasted at or modestly below actual prices. Looking ahead, AEDC is forecasting a modest increase in price in 2021 and 2022, followed by declines in 2023 and 2024. Barring another unexpected disruption in global oil markets, AEDC believes prices for North Slope crude should remain reasonably, if modest, profitable levels over the next three years. Now, while price is important, a more critical measure is the number of barrels produced on an average uh, daily basis. This is a measure that directly ties into increased investments by the oil industry. And with more investments, we should see volumes rise in the years that follow and more direct and indirect jobs created. So what does the outlook for production look like? Following years of mostly declining production, the outlook is improving. Using Alaska Department of Revenue forecasts combined with industry interviews, AEDC shows declines in daily production in 2021 and 2022, followed by a solid rebound in production in 2023 and 2024 to just over a half a million barrels a day. This production increase will be based on new investments made prior to 2020 that result in new production coming online that will offset natural production field production declines. Looking past 2024, there is hope for even more new production coming online. But this new production is still not a, cert a certainty. Several recent exploration efforts have identified significant new oil discoveries that could eventually add up to several billion barrels of new oil to be produced. Alaska should continue to encourage and support the development of these critical new oil resources. The short-term outlook is improving. The long-term outlook remains unclear but hopeful. And now we come to the final and most important part of today's presentation, the three-year outlook for jobs in Anchorage. Anchorage ended 2020 down 12,300 jobs from 2019 and down 18,000 jobs compared to 2015. It has been a tough five years for, for the Anchorage jobs market. Looking forward to 2024, AEDC projects that Anchorage will add 12,000 jobs, a solid period of recovery from the losses incurred in 2020. After regaining 3,800 jobs in 2021, AEDC projects 3,200 new jobs in 2022, 2,800 new jobs in 2023, and finally 2,300 jobs added in 2024. This is solid progress in Anchorage's economic recovery, leaving over just, 6, 000, just over 6,000 jobs additional that need to be created after 2024 to see our economy fully recovered from the last five years of job losses. Overall, AEDC's projection is one of solid growth for most sectors through 2024, with the caveat that there are any number of wildcard events or trends that could result in more or less jobs created. Most concerning to AEDC is the recent resurgence of the COVID-19 virus in the form of the Delta variant that has caused case counts to spike around the world, across the United States, and across Alaska, and in Anchorage. Supply chains are being impacted already in key manufacturing hubs in Asia that could lead to additional disruptions in the flow of goods and services in the U.S. and Alaska. It could also once again negatively impact oil and gas markets, affecting Alaska's oil industry. And it could ultimately impact the boom in air cargo at Anchorage International Airport, positively or negatively. The resurgence of COVID-19 could also seriously impact operations in Anchorage's healthcare sector, curtailing once again elective procedures and diminishing the capacity of the healthcare system to take care of Alaskans. We must be focused on assuring our hospitals do not become overwhelmed by surging COVID infections, let alone the damage that could be done to businesses if COVID-19 cases sweep through the broader workforce. This brings us to the end of today's presentation. In closing, nothing is guaranteed in life, and this projection, while generally optimistic, makes clear there are a lot of factors that could become headwinds to the recovery we are projecting. COVID-19 looms large as one of the biggest wild cards with worker shortages, supply chain disruptions, a state government that can't seem to solve its biggest policy issue, the years-long financial crisis facing our state, and many other issues we aren't even aware of yet. We truly are living in interesting times, to say the least. We have it in our power to overcome all of these challenges and more. We can and will succeed in this effort. We just have to decide to do it together.
Because if we can't work together to overcome some of the biggest challenges Anchorage and Alaska has ever faced, we are done before we can even begin. Anchorage is on its way to a full economic recovery that will take several years to accomplish. 12,000 jobs added by 2024, with 6,000 additional jobs needed to complete Anchorage's economic recovery from the 18,000-plus jobs lost over the last five years. Friends, let's get to work. Time's wasting. I want to thank you for your interest and attention. Please remember that all reports presented today are available on AEDC's website, aedcweb.com. And if you want to keep up with AEDC in our efforts to grow and diversify the Anchorage economy, Follow us on any and all of these social media platforms. And now we'll go to uh, questions from you. Thank you for submitting your questions through the Zoom Q&A feature. We'll get to as many of your questions as we can in the brief time we have remaining. So Spencer, what's our first question? Well, Bill, you talked about the senior survey during your speech. And someone in the Q&A wanted to know if you could talk a little bit more about the economic benefits of retaining seniors um, to the state of Alaska and Anchorage. Well, the baby boom generation has built up uh, literally hundreds of billions of dollars worth of personal household wealth in their time in the workforce. And now they're getting ready to start spending all of that wealth. And billions of dollars of that wealth resides with seniors right here in Alaska. We want them to spend that wealth here in our communities on goods, on services, on excursions, on fun, on enjoying their retirement years. And this comes in many forms that benefit our economy. Every time a senior leaves, they take all of the wealth that they have accumulated with them to whatever part of the United States or even the world that they ultimately decide to retire to. We've got a lot of opportunities, I believe, to help keep more seniors here. We have to look at the different offerings that we are providing them, which are somewhat challenging in terms of housing and walkable neighborhoods and other features that seniors are looking for in our community that currently really don't exist that strongly. And we also need to look at ways to attract former Alaskans with the grandkids back to our state because seniors, more often as not, one of the biggest factors in making a decision to leave the state is to be closer to family. And I'm here to tell you, I feel the same way, being closer to the grandkids. Um, so those are some of the things that we need to work on, but that's why we want to work on it. It is literally billions of dollars worth of economic activity in our community that we lose if, many, if a lot of our seniors continue to leave our city for other parts of the country or the world. Thanks, Bill. I know that Live Work Play is one of AEDC's big initiatives, and what we're hearing right now is a lot about workforce attraction and retention. Can you tell us how Live Work Play relates to workforce retention? Well, what we're seeing is, is that the newer generations, uh, Generation Z and the Millennial Generation, which Mark Perna just talked about in great detail, has a different perspective on where they want to live and what they expect in their communities <clears throat> than perhaps previous generations might have. And our community in, in the Live, Work, Play effort is focused on trying to improve quality of life elements in our community. You know, it's interesting. In the national search uh, by companies for new places to invest, 10 years ago, quality of life wasn't even in the top 30 uh, decision-making points. There might be issues related to crime or workforce training, but it was more about property taxes and infrastructure and other elements that were more the perfect business environment. The new model that is starting to evolve across the United States that companies are paying attention to that are being successful for the fact that they are paying attention to it is looking for communities with a quality of life that is attracting and retaining the younger future generations that are going to populate their businesses and make them able to make their investments more successful. And quality of life is a big thing. It now ranks as the fourth highest factor in the decision-making survey that we mentioned earlier in uh, today's presentation uh, done by Site Selection Magazine. Number one, of course, was uh, available pool of skilled and semi-skilled workers. Number two was the closest proximity to interstate highways, which really doesn't count for us, but we do have one of the most amazing airports on the planet that I think does a nice proxy for that one. Third is the cost of electricity, but number four, the high, fourth highest decision-making factor for corporate executives deciding where to make their next investment is quality of life in a community. Didn't even register in the top 30 10 years ago. Now the fourth highest factor in the decision-making process. 
We have a lot of work to do, and the Live Work Play initiative is focused on improving our quality of life here in Anchorage beyond many of the amazing things we have, like our outdoor environment, the incredible you know, access to Alaska uh, outside of our city, as well as inside our city in many elements. But we have other things that we need to work on, a vital downtown, a vibrant UMED district, uh, revitalization of our trail systems to take into account the many different users of the trail systems that make it more approachable for everything from single track riders, fat tire bike riders, regular mom and pop family bike riders to skaters to skiers to walkers to strollers. It, it, you know, we have a lot of work to do as well as businesses along the trail system to service all of those users year round and the community and the neighborhoods that surround those business clusters that we envision. So these are conversations that we are having with any number of stakeholders. Those conversations are going to be coming more out into the full public dialogue in the coming couple of years. And we are looking forward to working together with everyone to make our city a great city to live, work, and play. Thanks, Bill. And this one is our final question. We heard Mike Houston in the intro talk about AnchorageJobFinder.com. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that's different from other websites and why ADC decided to make it happen? Well, what we came across is a lot of data that tells us that for job seekers, it's really tough to you know, track down all the different places where a job might be posted. And with employers, they're not necessarily getting the reach from their job postings that they might otherwise like to have. And we've seen this tool used in other cities across the United States. I'd highlight Tampa as an example that has been incredibly successful in launching this JobZQ-based tool that scrapes all the current job postings from all different kinds of websites, employer sites, helpwanted.com sites, government sites, and puts them into one search engine, deduplicates them, and you, you, you can plug in a job, uh, job title or skill classification or whatever it may be that you want to pursue, and it'll bring up all the job postings in Anchorage, for Anchorage and for Alaska, in this one searchable site. So it makes it easy for employees uh, would-be employees, people seeking new jobs, to find a comprehensive list of every job posting. And with for the employers, this extends the reach of their employment postings in ways that they otherwise might not enjoy if somebody is unaware of where they have posted their help-wanted uh, uh, postings. So the benefit of this is employers still post with whatever form of posting site they want to post on. Absolutely. We're not trying to replace that. We don't replace that. You can't post with us. But for employers, they know that uh, an employee, when they search a particular job that includes their job, they are almost guaranteed that that job posting will come up in that search. So what we're doing is, is we're improving the odds of workers finding work and we're improving the odds of employers finding workers. And in this day and age of tight labor markets, we need to make this process easier. And we think that the uh, AnchorageJobFinder.com is a great solution that helps to expand the reach of all the posting sites and all the posting methods and helps employees, be, uh, would-be employees, be more successful in finding a job, which is a critical step in getting our economy back on its feet and making sure that we are getting as many people back to work as we possibly can. So that's what it's all about. And I invite everybody to take a look at the site, AnchorageJobFinder.com. Use it. Tell us what you think about it. Tell us where you think we can do better. We have a lot of opportunities to improve it, I am sure. But it is live now and available for job seekers and employers both to review. I want to thank you for your questions today. I'm sorry that we weren't able to get to them all. We'll do our best to post answers to any questions that we did not get to um, on our website um, and in the coming weeks, uh, in the coming week after today's event. So thank you again to the outstanding sponsors who made today's event possible, as well as our hundreds of AEDC investor companies and partners that support AEDC all year long. Thank you to AEDC Board Chair Mike Houston, Anchorage Community Development Authority Executive Director Mike Robbins, and Mark C. Perna for an amazing presentation, and for all of you for speaking at today's event. Again, all of the reports and information presented today can be found at aedcweb.com. Thank you for attending today, and we'll see you in person at the Denina Center on January 26th for our 2022 Economic Forecast event. Be well, be safe, and prosper. Thanks for joining us today for Addressing Alaskans. You just heard the Anchorage Economic Development Corporation's three-year outlook. If you missed part of this show or want to hear more like it, you can head to the Addressing Alaskans page on alaskapublic.org.
I'm Ammon Swenson. Thanks for listening. Addressing Alaskans is a production of Alaska Public Media, which is solely responsible for its content. Theme music is by Patrick Lee. The views expressed are those of the hosts and participants and do not reflect KSKA or its underwriters. To let us know about an upcoming community event that you would like to hear on Addressing Alaskans, go to our website at alaskapublic.org and click on Contact Us at the bottom of the page. Life Informed. This is Alaska Public Media. A unique media gem, Indie Alaska is an original video series from Alaska Public Media that celebrates the diverse and colorful lifestyles of everyday Alaskans at work and at play. I mean, they're such incredible animals. They're huge and magnificent. New episodes are being released now. So it's like living my dream. Binge these mini documentaries at alaskapublic.org slash Indie Alaska or search Indie Alaska on YouTube.